This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet The Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. I'm Tom Cliff, creator of the world famous online stand up bingo, which started out its life at Northampton Town Football Club. Join me every Saturday at 2.15pm on the Cafe Track Facebook page for your chance to be crowned stand up bingo champion of the world. Every ticket purchase goes towards keeping Cafe Track and Track NN, a social enterprise dedicated to helping people to access work experience and hopefully employment. Buy your ticket now at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Cafe Track. Make sure you leave your chosen 15 numbers between 1 and 90 in the comment section and then play along live on the Saturday afternoons before the Cobblers game. So go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash cafe track now and get your ticket for the world famous stand up bingo. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Oh, for happier days. Uh, welcome to the preview show. My name's Charles. Thank you very much for pressing play on It's All Cobblers to Me. This week, we're looking ahead, somewhat in trepidation, to an absolutely massive game that we don't really care about against Zachary to Stanley because we all know that we're going to get thumped uh but <laughs> we're here anyway and we're going to try and be positive that's it I'm here 
with, of course, Danny, who made the right decision last night. And we're recording on Wednesday, by the way, uh, and didn't part with £10 to watch the Cobblers. Well, I, I don't know what they did. They, they kind of turned up. They got there. They were on the pitch. Didn't really do much, though, did they, Danny? <laughs> didn't sound like they were from the... I was following on the iFollow commentary and uh, Tim Oglethorpe and Jake, uh, Jake Sharp were getting increasingly irate, as were you guys on the Slack and the Twitter, as usual. Um, <laughs> it's, it just it just feels like it's like um, like two steps backwards uh, whenever we take a step forward, doesn't it? <clears throat> we're, yeah. We had that great performance at Lincoln, even though we lost, and we thought, oh, here we go. We, we've got a bit more of a playing style now about us and we're going to kick on <clears throat> sign some decent players we we went on a Monday night and <laughs> lauded our transfer business as decent and not panic buying at all and not you know everything being in place and then we go and put in another awful performance like that it's just soul destroying again for, that we're just going back to square one it feels like it, it feels like that Lincoln game and that performance and I know we lost but the performance was just so much better it feels like it happened about a decade ago. It does. It really it's does. two games. <laughs> two games ago. Yeah. We said afterwards, didn't we? We said, like, this has got to be it from now on. Yeah. This has got to carry on. And there's a reason we said that, because we kind of knew in the back of our heads that it's going to switch back to the, the old stuff again <sighs> straight away. And he did. And it's gone on for the last couple of games now again. And it's not getting any real results. We've got a point at Fleetwood. But, I mean, that last night just sounded horrendous. Did, did, you the, watched um, it, didn't you? I did well, yeah. Well, I, I I I watched it up until around about oh, fifty five minutes, and then I just spent more time setting up my new phone than I did actually watching the game. Uh, I was, yeah, uh, at risk of upsetting people um, who I don't really usually like to upset, but you know, at the end of the day, this is my opinion based on what I watch every single week. Um. I've had enough. All of this, all of this stuff about when we were, when we were did the fans forum, and you asked Danny Keith about the playing style, and you know, and we've joked about it, the daggers that were given. But I mean, you know, we were given those daggers by, you know, all of them. Really, it was it wasn't just Keith that was sort of staring at us, and or that came across as being annoyed about the question, um, and yet. It feels to me like actually I, I, I'm annoyed that they're annoyed about it. Mm. That that's where I've got to is that <laughs> I've now got to the point where I just sort of go, can you not see what we're watching and what we're having to put? So first of all, we can't go to the matches, so we can't air our disgruntlement or joy or whatever it is that that you know emotion that gets brought out of us through following the covers. We can't do that in our normal way of going to the games. And so it is therefore coming out on social media. It's coming out on, um, you know, the podcast. It's coming out on uh, in a fans forum with questions that were sent in by season ticket holders. And yet it does feel like, and maybe I'm being unfair, and, and you know, I, I will happily take the unfair remark on the chin here, but essentially it feels like we're just not being listened to as fans. And it feels like it's just kind of like, you don't know what you're talking about. You, you you don't work in football. But at the end of the day, we pay our money. And, you know, normally we'd pay our money to go and watch the team. And if I'd gone to Blackpool and, and actually seen that performance in the same context of what we've watched it in this week, 
and we'd seen that Lincoln performance and it had gone back to the turgid, lump it up, hope that somebody gets onto it. All of this sort of stuff about playing high up and earning the right to play. Do you know what? It's just bollocks. I'm done with it. (laughs) I'll be honest, I'm completely and utterly done with it. I think the thing is, it's, it's a massive problem when we lose it, and when it doesn't go well. It, see, it seems like there's such a massive gulf between like when it when it goes when we win, it's it's good and it's okay. And I've defended it a little bit sometimes in the past as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we lose and we play badly, it's just terrible. There's there's a just a huge drop off. Like there's no in between. It's just when we play badly and lose, it is diabolical. <clears throat> like there's no middle ground almost. It's yeah. I mean, I'm not being funny, but that first goal, that first goal that we've conceded is, I mean, if you are a fan of another club, then you laugh your head off at it. The the, the defending is abysmal for it. The goalkeeper doesn't know whether to come for it or not. The defender just stands there and doesn't seem to know what's going on. He doesn't seem to realise that he's on planet Earth, let alone trying to defend a corner. It's just... Oh, it's just horrible. And having to put up with them, I think what makes it worse for me is that I know I know people, not everybody enjoys listening to the Radio Northampton commentary, but when you don't have that, because it, the iFollow thing and the restriction that the BBC have put under their staff at the moment and all because of the lockdown rightly, but then you have to go and listen to the away commentary, or in this case, Blackpool's home commentary, which is BBC Radio Lancashire, which is obviously a station quite close to where I live. And then you've got Ben Burgess laughing his head off at how bad we are. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, At least we're not playing someone who's just won 6-1 at the weekend, so we might be able to bounce back, right? Nah. (laughs) It's because it's exactly the same time as we were burying our heads in the sand and in despair that something else was going on up at Accrington <laughs> that was going to worry us even more. Um, so, yeah. I'd, I'd forgotten about this game. If I'm being perfectly honest, I'd forgotten about this game because it's this whole thing of, uh, you know, Wigan and Burton are up next, essentially, after Accrington. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily in that order. I think a Wigan first on the Tuesday uh, night. Tuesday, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, and, uh, you know, obviously they are more important games for us because of where we're all based in the table at the moment, whereas Accrington are are flying high. So maybe it's not, but this kind of brings me on to the other thing that has really annoyed me, the Sean McWilliams situation, right? So the fact is, is that he's probably our best player and yet he was benched for the game against Blackpool and he was benched having been uh, in the in the media in the couple of days, you know, in the in the pre-match build-up. Keith Curl came out and basically what he said was that we don't look at particular games, we try and win every one. So yeah. he's gone and said that and then benches Sean McWilliams and then gives a nonsensical, and it's bullshit what he said in post-match in his interview about wanting Sean McWilliams to watch the game and to see how it was going and then bring him on with 25 minutes left. I, I call bullshit, Keith. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's not, it's not just one of our best players. I think at this point he's our best player um, and he's our most important player to how we, how we go about playing. It's, it. It didn't even click in my head that he wouldn't play. Like it wouldn't. It didn't make sense 
at all. First name on the uh, team sheet. Exactly. That's what it should be. You stick him in the middle, and with, especially without Sheehan as well. You want someone in there who's, who's actually showing a bit. And he's going to get fed up soon as well, if we're not careful. Um, he's, he's just such a vital cog to that midfield and how we could play a little bit differently through him because he's, he's someone who can get on the ball and drive us forward. And it just felt like he'd, he'd settled for a point from the start. And he, he was wanting the point from the start. And he said, oh, he's only going to come on in the last 30 minutes to drive us on. That. Like you said, that's rubbish. It's like, you don't do that. If, if you want to play with intent, you go and you put your best team on from the start. It's, yeah. it, it's just it's so frustrating because we know we've had some decent performances just to go back to this again. It, it feels like. So, so <laughs> first of all, the first thing was that if, if Curl had turned around and said, um, look, I, I've got to say, we're going to be playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday from here until the end of the season now. Um, I've got to make sure that I keep my best players fit for the more important games. Mm-hmm. If he'd have said that, then I'd have accepted that. I, I really would have done. Um, it's fine. But because he's already said pre-match that he doesn't pick and choose games, he can't very well contradict himself in the post-match interview. So he has to say something that is just obviously made up and, and rubbish um, in that. And the second thing is is the fact that I'm worried for Mikel Miller because that performance at Lincoln was essentially... The only thing that's missing out of that performance is Mikel Miller. He got injured after, what was it, 40 minutes or so mm-hmm. in that game. What happens when he comes back in? All of us Cobblers fans are going to be going, right, brilliant. We can now go back to playing like we did against Lincoln in that first half. And we'll 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 wipe the floor with teams of like the likes of Wigan and, and, and Burton and stuff. And then Mikel Miller comes in and goes, oh, shit. <laughs> no pressure, mate. <laughs> that really worries me, is that it feels like... Even if it isn't that, but it, it certainly feels like it's a case of, well, we can't play the way we did against Lincoln without Mikel Miller. And he's only played 40 bloody minutes in a cobbler shirt for us. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Oh, right, well. I think I've got it out of my system. <laughs> Good. I felt like you uh, needed that. <laughs> I, I really, I, yeah, I do. Um, so with apologies, I'm going to bring on our guest this week. Um, he is an Accrington Stanley fan. He's been on the podcast and done a preview show with us before. Uh, it's Josh Cook. Welcome, Josh. How are you doing, mate? Well, I was all right until about 12 minutes ago. <laughs> I, I feel... I feel like just going and having a bit of a lie down after that. Uh, I feel like I've just just walked into a wake. Wow. <laughs> Didn't realise it was that bad. <laughs> oh, mate, uh, seriously. I, I think I think the thing is, is for weeks and months, we have been probably some of Curl and the football club's staunchest supporters. And I think I'm just running out of patience with it. I think that's all it is. I think it is just simply a case of now it's it's time for I can't I can't I can't defend what was happening. I can't defend the awful defending. I can't defend the fact that there's no impetus to attack anymore. I can't I can't. I've run out of steam. Yeah, I feel so, I feel like coming at it from a completely sort of neutral point of view, hearing the comments from his post match last night, then if if that's what he said about the player coming off the bench that's a little bit ridiculous, isn't it? Um, for us all to understand. So, no, fair play to you both. But um, 
thanks for having me on anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cheers, cheers Josh see you later Bye, be back. Be back. <laughs> <laughs> you're now a designated counsellor for the night yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I should I should have told you about that shouldn't I before you came on anyway uh, look let's um, I, I was going to say let's cheer us all up a bit but I don't think our listeners <laughs> really care that much but you must be beaming Josh at the moment yeah I mean it, yeah when I spoke to you last which I think was around November um we were just coming off the back of a three-week sort of um, a three-week break due to a COVID outbreak, and and everyone was a little bit hesitant in terms of just just in what direction the season was going to go in. Um, and to be honest, apart from a, a few games here and there, it it's all been pretty fantastic from our point of view. Um, and that that culminated in a six-one win last night um, over Bristol Rovers, who, you know, I were going to say looked a very looked a very very poor side. Sorry if any Bristol fans are are listening, but then I've checked the league table and you're below them. So, I, I mean, they looked an all right well. side. Oh, they've beaten you as well. Well, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Um, but yeah, it, it it has been very positive, and I'm running out. I'm honestly running out of things to say, to be honest, from a from an Accrington fan's point of view, because, you know, really we're on a, almost like a conference budget, you'd say. Um, we'd be punching above our weight in League Two and to be where we are at the minute is, it, it's just getting a little bit ridiculous now, to be honest. I'd, I don't see where it ends. Um, I feel like in three years' time, I'll be on a, you know, a PSG podcast saying, I can't believe, can't believe that I'm here playing in the Champions League. It's just getting more and more ridiculous by the day, really. But it's, it's been a pretty, pretty good ride so far. Just, uh, just, just tone it down a bit, Josh. Right, don't get too, too ahead of yourself. Here, yeah, right? yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, I was going to say, though, at what, at what point do you stop thinking we just punched above our weight and just think, actually, own it and we're here. We're, we're part of this and let's, let's carry, let's go on with the ride. Do you, is it always that mentality of the underdog spirit or is there going to be a point, do you think, where you just think we we belong here? Yeah. Five Premier League titles in a row, maybe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Treble. Um, I'm not. I'm unsure with that, really. I, th- I think realistically, judge, if you go on like the t- in, in terms of the size of the town, perhaps, the history of football, I, th- I think really, yeah, li- League One is, I mean, I, thinking about us in the Championship, having seen us in like, you know, Division Seven is a little bit insane. I don't know the the things are there at the club now to really cement us at least at this level, League Two, League One level. Um, I feel like going up to the Championship would be a completely different ball game in terms of wages and things like that. Um, so, so probably around here, I feel is our realistic ceiling. But I mean, Burton have done it in the past, haven't they? They've gone up. Wickham, we saw last year, have gone up as well. So, it, why not? That's what football's about, isn't it? It's about dreaming and Absolutely. and and just living for for the season that you're in. So, yeah, it's it's a tricky question that, but we I don't, I certainly don't think we'd belong in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of those. I mean, you you mentioned Burton, Wickham. I mean, uh, you know, Burton went up and had was it two years? I think that they stayed. I, th- in I think the it, it might have form? only just been one. You know, was it only the possibly one? Possibly just one. Yeah. I mean, Wickham probably will only have this one season as well. It's more what you do with it, isn't it, as a club? Yeah. You know, because 
as you say, I do think that the jump from League One to the Championship is the biggest jump in the professional divisions. Um, I think when you look at it financially, you look at how much money some of the players that are in the Championship are earning in a week. It's probably your entire budget for mm-hmm. both Accrington and Northampton squads, if I'm being honest, some of them. Um It's one of those. It would be so, so difficult. But, and this is where Wickham fans are going to be, well, maybe not the fans, but the board at Wickham will be pulling their hair out, is that they could have made themselves an absolute fortune this year with all those massive away attendances that they would have got. Um, You know, the the television right money doesn't, doesn't quite make up for it. So, you know, that's the thing that you've got to sort of do and look at it and go, well, what are we going to do with it? Burton did quite well, you know, out of it, in fairness. They're, they're still in League One. Oh, okay, they're not doing too well this season. But, you know, they, they didn't do a Blackpool when they went into the Premier League and then basically didn't spend a penny and put all the money somewhere where it shouldn't have gone. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like you say, I mean, simply from a fan's point of view, you'd I mean, I mean, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves, aren't we? I, I personally don't, surely don't think we can go up, but it would just be a case of enjoying enjoying the ride, wouldn't it? But you know, I remember when we came into the into even into League Two, my uncle said to me, who's who's a lifelong Stanley fan, who, who really got me into going. He said that year, I'm going to go to every away game because I'm pretty certain that this is the only year that we'll have in the Football League. So I think it'd be a case of that for me. If we did go up, I think I'd be there every single week. Hopefully the, the people in the club would be able to to look at that and sort of put money in the right places. There's also a thing that they have in the Championship where I think your stadium has, has to move to all-seater, which would be an issue for mm. us. Um, but they give you a two-year dispensation on it. So I think if Wickham do stay up this year, they are, they're going to have to um, put seats in that terrace behind the goal, which if that was to happen at Stanley again in this parallel universe that we we know is not <laughs> going to happen, might lose a lot of the character that we have at the club. So I think Burton maybe just going up, using that money, taking the experience of it and enjoying that year and then coming down and not having to spend an absolute fortune doing the ground up again, because they have three sides of terrace, don't they? Um, yeah. Maybe that's the best way to go for a, for a small club and then just have little little flirts with it here and there again. Well, that's it. I mean, you, you could become, you know, I, I suppose in the way we always get, you know, our fans always say that we're essentially a yo-yo club, that yo-yos between League One and League Two. Most of the time, spending it in League Two, of course. Um, and then you've got, you know, but you have got clubs that do it between, you know, the the Championship and the Premiership. West Bromwich Albion are pretty much the, the you know, the most well-known example of that. Um, not so much got any clubs that do that between League One and the Championship, I don't think. Perhaps Rotherham, um, Rotherham maybe? Yeah, Rotherham maybe, but Rotherham tend to go all the way up and all the way down over a, you know, a decade. Yeah. And then it will start the cycle again. So they always feel that like they're a little bit too big for their boots and, and come crashing back down to earth. I mean, it'd be quite nice, I think, to have a team like Accrington that would do that and sort of go up into the Championship have a season where they make themselves a little fortune and then go back down into League One, uh, ride high in League One. All the all the fans, in, you know, we all know as football fans, we like winning. So at least every other year, you'd win something. 
Well, yeah. I mean, again, we, I feel like Stanley fans listening to this might just be just cringing at me saying it, and maybe I've I've put um, not a dampener on it, but maybe I've maybe I've um, I can't think of the word that I'm thinking of. Um, maybe I've jinxed You've it jinxed now. Jinxed it, yeah, exactly. Bit. So yeah. let's just stop this conversation right here. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not going to happen. We're fine in League One. It's good. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's absolutely fine. We're utopia. That that's it. Gone. Done. Yes. Um you mentioned a little bit earlier, you, I think the words you used was the a conference sized budget. Uh I I'm presuming you're talking about your playing squad. Um obviously we did talk last time uh that you were on. We talked about the infrastructure at the club in terms of the ownership and uh and, and all of that in, in terms of Andy Holt to John Coleman, all of the the whole thing. I mean, the one thing that I know Cobblers fans and and probably fans from around other clubs in the UK look up to Accrington as a way that football should be run almost. Um, I mean, do you really think that it is just a simple case that you've been not necessarily lucky, but because you've kept hold of a manager for a certain amount of time, they've been able to actually form an identity for the club and then you're bringing in players and you're somehow able to just make those players overperform every single season. Do you really think that's what it is? Because to me, I just think to myself, you've got to have a little bit of money, surely. Yeah, I I think that has changed in recent years in terms of in terms with Andy Holt coming in, I think he has he has provided that little bit of stability there and has, I think I said it last time I, I spoke to you, he's, he's given John Coleman some the opportunity that he's never had before and that opportunity is to off, offer maybe two-year deals, um, even a one-year deal that might even interest somebody to come to Accrington over another club. I think over the last, certainly, when we've had the success and going up into League One and sort of, you know, spent the last three years showing that we are capable of staying in the division and, and mixing it with the teams in the division, um, none more so than this year. I think that is, there is a bit of money behind it. There is more money behind it than certainly we've ever had before. Um, but again, it does lend itself to the fact that, you know, John Coleman has been at the club really since 1999. 2000 apart from a couple of years in between I think it's a nice eclectic mix between the two I think John knows that he's got the ability to play you know he's got a good nose for a player he his typical player is either somebody coming down from the leagues above us with something to prove maybe someone who's been released or a player who has shown that they can do it in the lower divisions and is given that opportunity that maybe they've, they've never had before. Take it this week on Monday, we signed David Morgan from Southport, a, a midfielder who's got over 100 appearances for Southport, but who's, who's never been given that chance in the Football League. We've given him a two-and-a-half-year deal. Um, the two strikers this year, Colby Bishop and Dion Charles, they came at the start of last season from the National League North. So I think I think Coleman is very, very good and his team around him are very, very good at sourcing those players. But I think that now Andy Alt's money and, you know, the stadium is ten times better than it was ten years ago. Um we have got a community hub now that the players sort of train on when they're not training on the pitch. Um yeah, 
if that was the perfect comment, I would have said we've got a training ground, but I don't think that's really come to fruition. <laughs> so we've got a community centre that belongs to us and they also train on the pitch. Um, but yes, it, it's a good mix of finding these players, knowing what you're looking for, but also at the end of the day, when it comes to it, being able to offer a decent contract and say to a player, you know, this is this is a two-year deal, prove yourself and you can go on to bigger and better things. Um, so yeah, in answer to your question... That was a way of going around the houses, but I do think there is there is a bit more money involved now, certainly than there was even two three years ago. Cool. So coming on to Tuesday night, while we were drowning our sorrows, <laughs> yeah. you guys were hitting Bristol Rovers for six. <clears throat> were you at the game? Did you? I know you you are in person at some of the games at, at sometimes this season. Were you there? And what was it like? Can you give us any hope that Bristol Rovers are terrible and that they're going, definitely going down? <laughs> or, um... Um, yeah, I, to be honest, if I seeing them last night, I, I can't see there being four teams worse than them in the division. Um, but listen, I was at the game just because I, I do write reports for the local newspaper. But um, it was a very, very strange one. So the, the kickoff was delayed half an hour um, just because it was... We had like two inches of snow overnight on Monday night. And then about five o'clock, the heavens decided to open and didn't really stop. So they cleared the snow, but then the pitch was, you know, the pitch was wet through anyway with the rain anyway. So they were battling the elements on both fronts. Did a fantastic job. The grounds were getting the game on. And then it was, we were 3-1 up after 17 minutes. And I'm sort of sat in the press area the wind and the rain is smashing down into my face because it's coming from the other side and the roof isn't working. And I'm sort of sat there thinking, I don't know whether Bristol are poor here or whether it's just turning into a bit of a farce because of the weather and whether, you know, communication's going down and whether they're struggling with the flight of the ball. But so it was 4-1 at half time. Like I said, they were at sixes and sevens at the back. Stanley were playing some really, really good stuff, looked absolutely clinical every time they went into the final third. But at the same time, Bristol Bristol were sort of hurting them as they went as as they attacked as well. So honestly it could have been four four at half time. Um we were certainly possibly a little bit lucky to be three goals to the good at half time. Uh in the second half the rain sort of subsided and we just, yeah, we were just head and shoulders above them, really, which sort of made me think, you know, it wasn't just the elements making them look poor. It was the fact that we are riding high on confidence and, and we, we were just a, a better team than them last night. Um, So, yeah, I'd, honestly, I this is coming off not watching you at all this season, but surely you can't be that bad. Surely. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'll be it, isn't it? I mean, you've you've had a few decent results as well. I mean, you said that this was like the culmination uh, of a good few weeks for for Accrington. Um, I'm just picking out a couple of results here. Um, you beat Hull at home two nil, um, albeit you'd lost three nil at their place. What about a week? A week and a half beforehand, but you did what? have a sending off in that game. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a full seven days before, so it was it was a strange one because we played them away on the Tuesday night, and then we didn't have a game at the weekend because we were out of the FA Cup. So then we played a team that had absolutely bullied us and beaten us three nil, just seven days after. Um, so it was 
I was going into that game thinking they were top of the league at the time. Wow, let's just, mm. you know, let's change the shape, consolidate, try and get a point after we'd lost two on the bounce. But if if anything, last week's win, 2-0 against Hull, I thought was was a more impressive display by the team than rather than last night. I know that sounds ridiculous because we scored six, but Hull, Hull are a really good team and they, were, they even played well against us, to be fair. And they, you could just tell they had that more quality, but... We managed the game really well and, and scored two goals in the, in the second half. So all credit to to us, really. I guess. <laughs> I always worry whenever whenever my side hits a lot of goals in one game. I'm always then worried that well, that's that's our goals for the rest of the month dried up. Now we won't score again. Like Liverpool at Crystal Palace scored seven. Exactly. Then, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, from a cobbler's point of view, looking at some of the results that you've had recently or, or in the last, say, month and a bit. Um, what's interesting is that you're beating teams like Hull. Okay, yes, you've won and lost to them, but you're beating those teams. And Charlton as well, you beat them away from home uh, early yeah. January. Uh, you beat Gillingham, which mid mid-table sort of side, but we've beaten Gillingham this season, so there's hope for that with us. Um, but then... You lose four three to Wigan, and to me that that maybe gives me a little bit of hope as a Cobblers fan. Is that okay? Yes, you smashed Bristol Rovers six one, but you've also lost to Wigan, and and I think Wigan are so far the worst side that I've seen us play. Yeah, we've also lost to Burton as well earlier in the season, so we do have it in us. Um, it's a strange one as a as a Stanley fan, because like I say, I, I go into games always looking as with severe pessimism and, and wondering how we're just going to get beaten, really. Um, and the moment that I sort of turn that on its head, that seems to be the week that we get beat. So you, you mentioned us beating Gillingham there in December. Well, we played Gillingham um, mid, well, a couple of weeks ago, mid-January at our place and they beat us 1-0 and we were drab and we were useless and we couldn't put two passes together. So my my message to you as as Cobblers fans would be there is hope there because when, when, when we are on it at the minute, we are really on it. But, but there has been the odd game here and there where we have we have looked like a completely different side. So, and it is usually when we're coming off a massive high. Um, again, Stanley fans are going to hate me for saying that because they think that I'm too negative. But so you know, I'm just trying to make you guys feel better, really. After that, all <laughs> <in> ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, cheers. No, but I, th- I think just looking at the result side of it, I think you're kind of right because you beat Charlton two nil. But then, uh, and I mean, I'm going to discount the, the the football league trophy, Papa John's, whatever it's oh, called. Yeah. I mean, you got. You know, beaten by Lincoln, but I mean, it's it's the Papa Johns. No one cares. But you you come off of that that amazing victory against Charlton and then lose to Gillingham. Um, so there, there's that that kind of thing, and not only that, but you also then go and lose to Hull. Then you've got a full week off, and you get your act together. You beat Hull. You then draw away at Plymouth, and then you've gone and uh, you know smash Bristol Rovers for six on Tuesday night. Yeah. So there is potential there. I, I am grabbing at straws, Danny. I know, but you never know. Complacency. They might have got a bit big to the big for the boots. I don't know. There is that, and we have we have look. We've only played twenty two matches as well, which 
is I think lower than anybody in the division. Um, or certainly no one's played less than that. So you were saying earlier, you've got you know back to backs to the end of the season, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. We're exactly the same, but we've played two less than you. So you're never going to win every game. You can't go and smash teams every single week. We are going to have off days. That's just football. And yeah, you know, I, you, I guess you've got to go in it with hoping that it, we, you hit us on an off day. Well, we, we hope that we hit everyone on off day. Josh, that, that's how it's going at the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let's um, let's go to this week's game. Is there any sort of team news that, that you're aware of yet, Josh? I know we're recording on Wednesday, so this could all change. But uh, is anyone out injured that, that is, is going to cause you potential problems? Well, so so um, Matt Butcher limp, uh, came off at, during the first half last night. He's been arguably our player of the season so far. Um, so that would potentially be good news for you if we hadn't brought in Adam Phillips from Morecambe on deadline day, who, judging by the Morecambe reaction on Twitter, has been their best player in their promotion bid this season. So not really, no. I mean, Ross, I think we've got a couple, <laughs> we've got a couple of defenders out, but also moving into this back three, playing three at the back with two wing backs, gives us the opportunity to sort of put full backs in here and there, play centre backs at full back if need be. So, in all honesty, the squad has been bolstered. We might be missing Butcher, which would be that would be a shame because he has been a bit of a star man. Um. But like I say, that's that's an invitation for Adam Phillips to step up and sort of show that he can do it in League One as well. Um, so yeah, not really. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, well, fair enough. Then fine. I mean, I'll be honest, um, Danny. Hearing that that it's a wing back system, three five two or five three two, whichever way you want to look at it, that screams one thing to me. I don't know what it does for you, if anything, but that that sounds like there's no way that this formation of curlers is changing. No, he'll try and match it up, won't he, I think. He'll, he'll go up there seeing that Quinton have just hit six past Bristol Rovers and try and shut up shop and try and go for the point again, I think. I don't see too much hope of us going there and having a go. It's a good job that we're not like the you know in charge of ticket sales or anything, isn't it? Because <laughs> yeah. right now uh, I, I'm not. I'm, I'll be honest. Radio Northampton sounds quite appealing to me. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a toss up between Tuesday and Saturday as to which one I paid for. Oh, I bet you're happy. Well, <laughs> the moment, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, okay. Let's do predictions then, uh, Danny. Let's go with yours first. Um, <sighs> I don't think I don't think we're going to get hampered, but I don't think we're going to win either. I don't think it'll be probably something like 2-0 to Accrington, I think. I, there's, I see little to no chance of us getting a result. I guess I see it going a similar way to the, um, what was it, the Fleetwood game where we lost 2-0 or 2-1-1 at the end. Um, and just us trying to defend a defender then get caught out and that's it. We will probably hold them off a little bit, but quality will show through I think in the end I think that's um, that, you said Fleetwood Dan are you sure you meant Fleetwood no no I didn't I wasn't sure <laughs> was it Fleetwood or the one where Rose scored an overhead that was Lincoln Lincoln sorry yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think it'll be like that at all in terms of like our performance 
it won't be anything like no, that. No, I think I'm think. thinking of a different performance as well, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, different performance, but with the different with the same scoreline. That's fine. Um, uh, my issue is is that I can't see a scoring. Yeah, um, that's a big one, isn't it? Kyoso summed it all up for me. I th- I think with his air shot from about what was he about five six yards out? I think um, they're all doing, aren't they? Oh, it's just. <clears throat> Comfort, confidence in front of goal is not there so therefore I, I'm with you I don't see us getting a result Curl will go there for a point I think and we won't get it um, I think Ackerton will be too good I don't want to go 2-0 because you've chosen that I'll, I'll go 3-0 I don't think it'll be a hammering kind of like a, a little bit like how Blackpool happened it wasn't a hammering but obviously the fact that they scored quite early on then didn't really get anything you know, in terms of really on on our goal until right in the end of you know in the death, I think the same sort of thing will happen on Saturday. But this time, Stanley will just just get that second a little bit earlier, maybe like the eighty fifth, and then they'll put the third in around about the ninetieth or in injury time. So I'm going to go with three nil to Accrington. Um, there you go, Josh. I've set it up for you. There's only one way you can go now, mate. Yeah, thanks for that. Um... Yeah, I, I think obviously in the form that we're in, the way that we're playing, what it sounds like you're going through at the minute, I think we've obviously got to target a win. Um, and anything less than that really is a massive disappointment. Um, I, I'm always tempted to to sort of say that we'll concede, but you know the only reason that Bristol scored a goal last night was, was a mistake by us. The defence are looking really, really solid, so I'll back them. And I'll back a strike force that scored five last night. Um, and say, f- well, I've got to go four then, haven't I? If you two have done two <laughs> and three, I'm going to get absolutely pelted with that if, you know, if you get a point or. So I, I don't usually do that. I usually go very conservative and say 2 1, but go on, I'll go big. 4 0. Go. Go big or go home, Josh. That's it. And at the end of the day, if anybody gives you any grief over it, you can say, well, actually, go and listen to it and listen to how dejected these two are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you'll understand why I went big. Yeah. No choice. <laughs> so that'll be it. Look, thanks very much for coming on again, Josh. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you as always. Good luck for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, good luck on Saturday. I mean, you're not going to need it, but there you go. Uh, it's one of those. It's going to be good. Hopefully, uh, look, I wish you all the best, but hopefully we'll be back talking to you again next season because it's always a blast having you on. It's been really good. Um, if you want to hear more of Josh, then you can go and listen to Raw Milk, um, which is Josh's podcast for Accrington Stanley. Um, it's uh, really good that more and more football clubs are getting their own uh, podcasts set up by their fan bases. Um, it's better than just listening to the same old, same old that you get in all of the rest of the media, I think. So thanks very much for listening. We'll see you again on Tuesday for another It's All Cobblers to Me. Thanks to Danny, thanks to Josh, and thanks to you. Goodbye. There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet The Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, 
and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.